Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman. I'm a registered dietitian specializing in intuitive eating and health at every size. I'm also the founder of the Intuitive RD, a project that aims to provide weight-inclusive nutrition education through workshops, online courses, retreats, written content, and private counseling. Join me as we explore the foundations of the non-diet approach to health and wellness and chat with leading professionals in the field. Hey guys, so for episode 9 of Intuitive Bites, I'm chatting with Lindsay Sparks. Lindsay is a registered dietitian. You can find her on Instagram as Feed Your Spark, and I'll link that below. So Lindsay and I got a chance to talk about the role of exercise in the intuitive eating journey. It's really awesome to hear Lindsay's story about how she related to exercise and how this kind of was a, I guess, a, a complicated spot for her along her journey. And we talk about finding movement that feels good and is going to be very enjoyable for you um, rather than you know focusing on movement that you feel like you should be doing or that will burn the most calories or you know change your body in a certain way. So it's a really great conversation. I think this is an area that a lot of people struggle with when they fall into intuitive eating. Um, really just this idea of, you know, having exercise be a part of your life without it being associated with a weight loss goal or, you know, something along those lines. So again, really great conversation. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Also, as always, if you have a moment to go over to iTunes and click on some of those stars for me, the ratings really are super helpful. Um, And if you have a couple extra minutes um, to leave a review, that's helpful as well. Also, for those of you who are listening to this as I release it, I currently have a giveaway on my page. I'm giving away the book Body Kindness by Rebecca Scridgefield. It's an amazing read. It's super fun to read, and it's like just a beautiful book in general. Um, so go over, head over to my page, and you can find um, the post that I made yesterday on Thursday, August second. And you just comment, like, all that stuff. Um, tag a couple of your friends on the post, and you'll be entered to win. I am choosing a winner on Sunday, which will be August fifth. Um, Sunday night. So if you happen to be listening to this before that, definitely head over and enter the contest. All right, guys, let's go ahead and listen to my conversation with Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. I want to thank you for coming on today. I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So I, I was interested in chatting with you about the concept of exercise. I had I'd seen a post that you made and um, I don't know, I thought it'd be really great to discuss this with you. And yeah, so maybe we can just kind of jump right into it. And if you could give me your thoughts on kind of where exercise fits into, you know, intuitive eating and like a non-diet approach, like what does that look like for you? Sure. Um, well, I think as far as what it looks like for me, um, with exercise, um, my history of exercise and my past with exercise, just to give you some background for my, my personal story. And then I'll kind of share, um, you know, what, how I think it fits in with intuitive eating and helping my clients. 
Um, but I grew up not athletic at all. I was not involved in sports and um, was very much kind of the introvert, reading books and liking arts and, and that kind of realm. And um, was never very athletic. And so for me, I didn't, I always saw exercise um, as something that you did to quote, be in shape. You know, um, I saw my mom have a really bad relationship with food and exercise. And so I think I picked up a lot of that from her and, and just kind of thought of it as it's kind of a chore. <laughs> like you go to the gym, you run on a treadmill, you know, I kind of thought of it as just, um, just not as something that really appealed to me, but that I felt like I should be doing, especially mm -hmm. as I started struggling with my, with body image and weight in my college, um, years and later in my teens. Um, and so I just didn't have a good relationship with movement or exercise mm -hmm. at all. And, um, and then I started getting into marathon training. Um, wow. Fast forward, fast forward oh my gosh. Several, years, several years ahead. So skip ahead. So I finally get into like wanting to run and liking running and, um, wanting to have these goals of running, you know, races and, doing, you know, different, um, kind of like started out with 5k, then 10k, then half marathon then full marathon. And, um, and it just kind of evolved and grew into this like identity for me in a way, um, where I felt like, you know, people would ask me, oh, how's your running? And it was just something that I almost kind of, I did really enjoy, but at the same time, I felt like, um, I had, I should be doing it. Um, I had to stick to a plan. It kind of became militant for me. And then as I discovered intuitive eating and started working through that, I started exploring my relationship with exercise and realizing that um, it was not a healthy relationship, that I was using it a lot as a way to what I thought was stress relief, or I use that a lot of like running's my therapy or running's my yes. stress relief. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I, but I found though, really though, it was causing me more stress because I felt like I had to, I had to follow my plan. I had to run so many miles a week that if I didn't, if I skipped a run, then you know, it was actually just creating a lot, a lot more stress for me. And I was finding that I was skipping out on social events or, um, you know, things that I really enjoyed because I was like, Oh, well, I need to go, I need to go run. Or if I skipped, um, you know, if I had a, um, a day where I couldn't run, I have a lot of anxiety. And so I realized that it was a coping tool for me, but you know, you don't want to have just one coping tool in your, in your toolbox. Right. <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah, so that's kind of my personal story. And so I just have, um, you know, over the years done a lot of work with my relationship with exercise and um, through intuitive eating, um, you know, has made me realize, kind of have to reflect and realize um, that I was using exercise as, as, a, as a coping tool and also in the background of my mind trying to stay, quote, in shape and yeah. thinking that um, I needed to be doing it to stay in shape. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, that's, I feel like that's a big thing, right? Like it, it, we associate exercise with doing X, Y, Z thing for us or, right. you know, it's a, it's a should. It's like, okay, like you kind of, you mentioned, it's like putting in your time, like on the treadmill, like, you know, it's like you have to, you have to get it done because, you know, for no good reason really, other than just like, that's kind of the messaging that we're sold. So um, with this whole, you know, non-diet approach, um, 
where do you think like exercise should fit? Or I don't want to say should, but you know, what's a better place for exercise to fit into your life that isn't so stressful? Like, what does that look like? Mm-hmm. I, I think more so just, you know, the, the book, the intuitive eating book, and you know, really focuses on um, focusing on how exercise makes you feel. I mean, that's kind of the title of the principle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I think making them not the motivation of, you know, changing your body or your weight or a compens- uh, compensation for calories. Cause a lot of time I think people think if I don't do you know, X, Y, Z, really what they're meaning is the calories generally. Yeah. Um, you know, and so instead of focusing on that, focusing more on how, how does it make us feel? And also to know that exercise is not something we have to do. It's not an obligation. We don't have to exercise. Um, but of course we know there's benefits, you know, so we know that it, there are benefits to it, but letting, um, letting ourselves really listening to our body, um, letting ourselves find forms of movement that we do really enjoy and not feeling like we're, we're obligated to do it, but more coming from a place of how does it make us feel? What are our intentions um, behind it? Yeah, it's so true. Like, I think too, like checking in with like, you know, what is, what values do you have around exercise or around health? And like, where does exercise, like, where does that fit in for you personally? You know, not like what someone else is telling you you should be doing, but like, what do you want exercise and movement to be like for you? And what do you want that to look like for you? And you mentioned like, you know, finding exercises you enjoy or movements, whatever, movement related activities that you enjoy, like that's huge because I think that there are a lot of people probably who are going to be listening to this podcast who can relate to, you know, doing a movement because it burns the most calories or because again, like they were supposed to. And then things like going for a walk with, you know, their partner or, whatever, you know, other things, they don't count as exercise because, you know, it's not intense enough or, you know, it doesn't seem like it's really burning a lot of calories. So finding those movement activities that, you know, it doesn't, that aren't necessarily a workout plan, but are something that you can enjoy and get your body moving, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think, exploring if you have had a lot of barriers to exercising um exploring different you know for me what i found was that i didn't like running on the treadmill i didn't like being Mm -hmm. inside the gym the gym environment just wasn't really for me and i found that what i really did enjoy was running outside because i got to be outside and um really liked that you know being connected with nature getting outside um, smelling the fresh air, you know, all of that. That's what for me personally works. So I think exploring, you know, different environments, different, seeing why, what are your barriers? Um, mm-hmm. If, you know, especially if you've been someone like in a larger body, I know a lot of my clients have struggled because they feel, um, you know, that they're not able to do certain movements or it's very uncomfortable to go to a place like a gym and feel mm-hmm. judged or people are looking at you. I know even myself in a smaller body, I've felt like judged still at the gym, you know, so it can be intimidating. So I think exploring all the different ways you can move your body, all the different types and styles and figuring out what you really like, and that will help you feel more 
I guess, motivated to, to do it, obviously, if you like it to some degree. Yes. Yeah, of course. That's a big one I hear too, by the way, like, you know, I mean, it's a bit, it, it can be a big barrier, just like the idea that because you're in a bigger body or because you have disability or whatever, you know, of some sort that this idea that you've kind of been told, well, you can't, you know, do this exercise or, you know, just, just not what you do. And, and that's really, that's the weight stigma, you know, so it's, it's a huge thing. Right. Yes, exactly. And I, and I'm glad that you mentioned too, um, you know, being able to exercise in certain ways is, is a privilege, you know, mm-hmm. for some people that are not able-bodied or have limitations, disabilities. And, you know, that's, I think that can also come with um, feelings of like, oh, well, I'm, I'm not able to do it. Or so then that means I'm not healthy, if that makes right. sense. Um, and so I think there can feel a lot of like shame or um, fear about not being able to exercise to, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever that looks like. Yeah, that's so, so true. Yeah. I think that that can open a whole big can of worms, but my, where my mind is going is, you know, (laughs) just like the idea of health itself, right? Like we, we have this like one narrow view of what that is. And the truth is that it's different for everyone. And at any one time, someone can, you know, work on improving their health in a small way um, if they want to, you know, and then that comes back to like, there is no obligation, but if you want to, you, you do have the ability, right? Like there's always something, um, but health, you know, it's sometimes we definitely get a a narrow view of it in our culture. That's for sure. Um, I would like to kind of like unpack a little bit, like some of the ways that, you know, the diet culture we live in kind of like, co-ops exercise or uses exercise um and how it's kind of talk about a little bit um how it's kind of been merged with weight loss um and how you know we need to disconnect that so one thing i was thinking of you know i think you mentioned it but um the idea that you know exercise is something to compensate for eating you know like that's something like oh if i eat a chocolate cake you know today, well, then tomorrow I'm going to have to run an extra mile, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing I think kind of very similar to that, but like, it's almost like sometimes this concept of um, having to earn your food. So it's like, you feel like, um, you know, I have to do exercise today. So I I can have that dessert. So it's kind of the back backwards of that, you know? Right. But are there any other ways you can think that like diet culture kind of got into the exercise realm? Yeah, I think you kind of nailed it there. (laughs) Burn and burn mentality. Um, You know, I I know that a lot of people, um, especially if you go to like group fitness classes or things like that, sometimes there can be a lot of language even in the group class of like, oh, you you know, you can go, um, like if it's coming up around a holiday, I remember Mm -hmm. instance in particular I was um um my a friend told me that they were in a class and they were talking about like Thanksgiving coming up and okay you gotta you know you'll burn you know the calories now to basically eat the Thanksgiving dinner later and and just that whole mentality yeah how messed up is that oh my gosh it's just crazy yeah 
it's yeah. funny how like you're so more attuned to it now I feel like like you hear it so much more and you're just like what how can you even say that <laughs> yes yeah and it's just so normalized though in our culture unfortunately that people don't really second guess it a lot of times and that's what's unfortunate but I think um I just think they're one and the same I think a lot of people um couple dieting with exercising and they're kind of just tangled up together and I think that's another thing that can be a barrier for some people is feeling like when they're, you know, dieting, then they're exercising or when they're, you know, kind of put the two and two together, like they have to go together in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Because I feel like if it's, if weight loss is kind of the only reason for you at that moment to be exercising and then you kind of quote unquote fall off track of your diet or whatever, um, then exercise just kind of goes with that. Cause it's like, well, I'm not really like doing that whole losing weight thing now. So right. I think that the important thing is that if exercise, if you want exercise to be a priority and a value to you, finding a reason outside of weight loss, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Finding, um, the motivating factors beyond weight is huge, I think. Um, and that's what I think ultimately will help people kind of get get the motivation to, to maintain, you know, a healthy relationship with exercise. Um, and also I think looking at exercise as a form of self care, mm -hmm. you know, just like anything else. Um, it's just another way to care for ourselves. And so coming at it from that direction, instead of as a punishment for what we ate or trying to micromanage our weight. Um, yeah. And also another note I, I made that you kind of alluded to before is even if it's not necessarily like trying to manipulate your weight, sometimes it's simply, you know, being afraid of your body changing or like wanting to change your body, like the way it's shaped or whatever, you know, so it doesn't even, it's not always necessarily even about weight, but it's still body manipulation and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think, yeah, I think there's that fear of if I don't do it, mm -hmm. I'll, my body will change. And I think it can kind of almost go relate with intuitive eating process in general. I think there's a lot of fear of like, well, if I do, you know, when I do this process or I have an unconditional permission to eat, I will just go crazy, you know, and I'm just going to eat everything inside and I'm going to, you know, my body's going to change. And there's that big fear of that, of not having the rules around everything and not having that rigidity. Um, right. And that's not an easy thing to give up. Like that's scary. Right. And so, yeah, I think with exercise rules, you know, they, they parallel sometimes the food rules or the beliefs that we have about food as well. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say to someone that kind of has that fear? Cause that's, that's a tough thing. Like someone who's okay, you know, they're starting the intuitive eating process and maybe they're going to give up some of their like, you know, certain exercises because they're finding, well, that's actually not really what I want to be doing with my time. Like, so I don't know, what would you say to someone that has that fear about, you know, their body changing and, and not doing intense exercise? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a really, it's a good question. Um, I would say I would first have a lot of self-compassion for yourself, um, a lot of curiosity and just observing, you know, what it feels like to, to scale back a little bit. If we know we've been over-exercising, 
um, you know, a lot of times there are side effects from that, you know, um, I, you know, can't speak for everyone, but sometimes, you know, people can actually have a lot of inflammation in their body going on, a lot of fatigue, maybe they are missing out on social events, um, maybe it's causing them a lot of stress and anxiety, mm -hmm. and so really trying to focus on, you know, how does it make you feel by cutting back and mm -hmm. trying to have other ways to cope um, and to manage that um, anxiety that we might be experiencing and just trying to be very compassionate with ourselves through the process. Yeah, I think that's a great answer to a, a tough question. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, awesome. Um, so I want to I wanna wrap up, but just something quick to, to ask. Um, this idea that, you know, exercise to to love your body not to hate your body like could you what do you think of that and um yeah i don't know what 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 does that bring up for you um for me i think it's it's a way to connect with your body um to celebrate you know what your body can do whatever that is whatever that looks like for you um because our life is is a gift just to exist and be here it's a gift and so to use our body in ways that feels feel good to us um whether that's going for a hike or dancing or even just doing household chores like whatever you know moving your body around is just something i think to to or you know whatever however you move your body or whatever you do just breathing existing living is is a gift and so I think whatever movement looks like for you, um, feeling that connection with your body, I think is, is, um, is a privilege and, and something that we should be celebrating. Yeah. So. And I think it can be so empowering too, you know, like after kind of coming at movement from a place of punishment and I have to, and, and mm -hmm. all that to turn it over and say, no, I want to go for a walk. I want to do this thing. I think it just totally, it becomes this thing that, like you said, it's celebratory, it's empowering, and it feels good <laughs> instead of feeling, you know, scary and um, like punishment. So it's a, it's a powerful shift. <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh, well, thank you so much, Lindsay. This was a wonderful conversation. I'm really glad we got to connect. Um, yeah, thanks so much. I'm going to leave some of your information for people to find you uh, below in the show notes. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. All right, guys, that is this week's episode. Thank you for listening if you've made it to the end here. Um, if you've been liking the, the podcast and the episodes I've been putting out for you guys, please do drop a rating for me um, so I can hopefully get this message out to more people. That is all I have for you guys today. Look out for another episode next week. All right. Bye, guys.